Hi, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and welcome to McCollum Wellness Radio. Now more than ever, our country needs to learn how to take care of our own health, and it's my mission to empower you on that journey. Please join me each week as I cover these topics and interview experts throughout the field to bring you the answers you need to reach your maximum health potential. Thank you, and enjoy the show. everybody, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum coming to you from KSEO Radio on a Saturday early afternoon. I'm very happy to be here. And uh, gosh, that was uh, the Sons of Champlin, for anybody that may recognize that, from the Bay Area. They came out of Marin High School back in the day, and uh, they were kind of an occult band because all of the musicians would get off their work and go listen to the Sons of Champlin. Bill Champlin... Definitely one of the most amazing guys. He ended up going and singing or playing um, B3 for uh, Chicago for many years, and the band broke up. But then they got back together again, which is really awesome. And I got to see them at Fillmore West on their first uh, time back. And they played Freedom. And you know what? That you've got to be free. And uh, the the song is got such a great message. I It's about... 15, 16 minutes long, I recommend that uh, you uh, listen to it because that's what today's show is about, freedom. And, uh, you know, freedom of what? Freedom from. And uh, we'll go into that on many different levels. But the first thing that I really want to talk about is, you know, your health. And I was talking to some friends. We had gone to the, the farmer's market today and we were coming back and um, somebody was talking about retirement. And I kind of laughed and said, do you know that the average female lives for 23 months after retirement and the average male for 27 months after retirement? And that's pretty ironic because, you know, we work hard. We're told to go to school, pay attention, sit down, shut up, do what we're told, get a job, work, put money away for our future. And then we can have retirement in our golden age, golden years. What are our golden years? 23. So you get an average of 25 months after retirement, the average. Now, you know, granted, a lot of people die before um, their 67th or 70th birthday, which is the retirement age now. I don't know which. But, you know, a lot of people live up into their 90s. My dad lived to be 91. And, uh, you know, he had a great life and was an amazing guy. But the point is that where are you today? Where are you on your freedom scale? And um, as you all know, or those that listen a little bit, is I usually come on here with a concept, but no clue what I'm talking about. So a freedom scale just came to me now. If zero was imprisoned in your own life or your environment, and 100% was you doing what you want and just knowing that you're going to flourish and prosper in ad infinitum, meaning the world wasn't caving in on you and you're just kind of in glee thinking everything's cool, but there's an impending doom out there to get you, then where are you on that scale? Now, a lot of people, I can tell you based on what I see in the 35 years I've been in practice and the 20,000 patients I've treated plus, um, most people work hard for years. They raise a family. They have a good education or an education or they've just gone right into the trades and they've worked really hard to build a legacy for themselves and their family. That legacy, you know, it's a, it's a material legacy, basically. It's land, which is awesome. I wish I'd gotten in land earlier, living in Seacliff for 50 years. But, um, you know, it's investments, land, financial uh, freedom. But what happens when you don't have health freedom. And that's really uh, so much more than you can imagine. It's just unbelievable how many people come into my practice. And unfortunately, many people have worked very hard all these years in their their golden years, and they don't have an ability to really 
fund getting their health back so they can enjoy those golden years. A lot of, then there are several people that have worked hard, you know, got an education, put money away, created a financial legacy, and they come into the office with failing health, and they may or may not see value in putting financial assets towards improving their health, but they're miserable. They have peripheral neuropathy is, you know, it's rampant, and I'll talk more about that, but, you know, peripheral neuropathy is when the nerves at the coming out of your spine at their very tips are starting to basically die in necrose. Necrose means die. And uh, they're causing all kinds of issues with ambulation, which means walking, um, hot, cold sensation. You don't know if you have a cut. Cuts won't heal if you do have them. You feel like you have marshmallows on your feet, bands around your ankles or hands. Um, You don't can't recognize hot, cold, or vibration, and you drop things or have uh, concern about stumbling. Um, so, or driving a car. A lot of my uh, people that are my age, I almost said seniors, but I don't want to say that, so strike that, um, are starting to lose their independence at any age. Um, this could be, we have our oldest quote, senior unquote, is 26 years old. And I say that only on the fact that she's lost function of her lower extremities due to circumstances I won't go into. But she's unable to balance. She's unable to um, drive comfortably. She was when she came in. Now, she's making vast improvements. And I'm going to just tell you right now a little bit of commercial about peripheral neuropathy. When we started this program five or six months ago, there was really no solution for peripheral neuropathy. If you went down the traditional path, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, if you went down that traditional path, which is a super highway really, most of the time you're, giving, you're given different off-label medications like gabapentin, which is used for, uh, for um, epileptic seizures, Lyrica, painkillers, these things that do nothing to help you function better, but they deaden the fact that you can't. So if you have a medication that deadens the fact that you can't, but doesn't improve your functionality, then how long are you going to be on that medication? And that's a scary thing to me because I love it when people come in in time. And in time has got a very broad window. So You know, people come in and they have different degrees of peripheral neuropathy, um, osteoarthritis. So many times people come in and they say, oh, my doctor told me I have osteoarthritis or I have arthritis. Well, what the heck is that anyway? You know, when you drive a car, a new car off a lot, as soon as it leaves the parking lot, it's a used car. And then you can go drive that car for 40 years and it's a real used car. Osteoarthritis or any kind of arthritis is the same thing. It can be just driving the body off the parking lot or it can be all the way down to crippling arthritis. So arthritis, I always say, is a a wastebasket term. It doesn't mean anything. You know, I had a patient come in the other day. I've known her for a while as a business person. And she was saying, well, my mother and my grandmother all had the canal, the nerves came out. She didn't say it this way, but this is what she meant. The canal that the nerves come out from the brain down through the center of my spine to the lower part of my body, meaning the the thorax or the chest and below, was too narrow. And uh, they called it spinal stenosis. Well, you can be born with a nerve, a central canal, meaning the center of your spine where the nerves go down, that is just traditionally too smaller than the average. They call that spinal stenosis. Doesn't mean your nerves can't function in there. Listen, the body, you know, God didn't make no junk or whoever you believe created these species. You know, it's unbelievable what our bodies can function with and and do. So anyway, you know, we did an evaluation of her, took some x-rays of her, and quite honestly, her spine didn't look that bad. So her symptoms were more of pressure on a nerve from improper um, movement of those 24 segments of the spine causing her symptoms. 
And so in that case, we can do a lot. Even with severe osteoarthritis, if you were to look at my spine, you'd wonder why I'm walking. I broke my back when I was 12. How many years ago? 55, 65 years ago. No, 55 years ago. My birthday is going to be on Monday. So anybody wants to say happy birthday, please do. But um, I'll be 68, you know, and I broke my back falling out of a tree at 12. And, uh, you know, my back looks like 12 miles a bad road, as my old friend Benny Barr used to say. So at any rate, getting back to my goal for the for today it's really to talk about freedom and there's so many facets of freedom that we need to uh, look at now one is definitely your health and your ability to function your nervous system's ability to control the 75 trillion cells in your body so you have 31 nerves coming out of your spine on the right side 31 nerves coming out of your spine on the left side Anything inside the spine is inside your house. It's called the central nervous system. Soon as it leaves the spine in 62 different areas, it's called the periphery or the peripheral nervous system. This is like walking out of your house into your garden. That's the periphery. And many different parts of that garden can be growing well. You might have certain roses that are doing great, but the ranunculus are doing terrible. So you have to look at, well, what is the water supply to the ranunculus or the nerve supply? Is that too much, too little? Okay, that's good. How about the soil? Is it getting the right nutrients, the right fertilizer to make ranunculus grow well, right? The roses might be doing well. On the one side of the garden, they may not. What's happening with the water supply to that part of your garden, the periphery of your house or the periphery of your spine? Maybe you have one lung that's working great, but the other one always gets inflammation or infection. I was talking to a group of my patients on Wednesday, and I was talking about the fact that, you know, as long as the signal from the brain down through the spinal cord to the coccyx, which is, you know, down in the rear end, and all those nerves come out are communicating well, the body functions. But what if you have an injury to your spine, maybe halfway through the middle of your mid-back? Maybe you've uh, slept wrong or had a car accident years ago that never really got corrected, or maybe you position that you sit on while you're working or sports that you play. That nerve is pinched and it's not working as well. It's only communicating perhaps uh, 10% or 15 or 20 even 50, 80% of the communication from the brain through that little hole going to the um, organ, be it, let's just call this the lungs. So you have lungs on your right side and lungs on your left side. On your right side, you have three lobes, three different basic bags that conduct um, lung function. In other words, oxygen comes into those three bags converts, pulls out the bad, the carbon dioxide out of the lungs and adds oxygen to be distributed to the body. Your left side only has two lobes. Well, that's weird. Why does your right side have three lobes and your left only two? Well, the, the heart plays a role in that. It's in the way. So the in the infinite wisdom of creating the body, we only have two lobes of our lungs on the left side. So when we get a, a virus or a bug or we inhale something into our lungs, why does somebody get, maybe let's talk about pneumonia, why do they get pneumonia in one lobe, one out of five lobes? Interesting, why don't all five lobes get pneumonia at the same time? The reason why is because the nerve going to that bad lobe that got sick has got dis, um, lack of information or disrupted information affecting the immune system so that that lobe can't fight it off and then that lobe gets sick. And when we talk about freedom of anything in our life, we need to be functioning as close to 100% as possible. You know, it's like, so that's what we do in our office. If Again, I, I started off talking about, you know, the fact that most people who work for a living and retire, reti you know, are retire at a certain age, usually in their 60s, unless you're a firefighter or something else. And then you're supposed to go enjoy your life. Well, most of the bodies I see are broken down. And I don't see a lot of bodies. 
And most of them, several of them, are on several medications dumbing down the symptoms and or um, and those medications are combating each other, creating more problems. And do I, how do I know this? Because we're rated 40, 50, 50th in the world for health. We used to be rated 47th, just above Cuba. But now we're rated 50th, and uh, we're not getting any healthier over the years. And we spend $4.3 trillion on medication. So the, the, let me get to my point here. My point is you can get healthier. You can enjoy your life in the future. You can enjoy it today. It may take some work, and it will probably take your willingness to fund it yourself because if you look at the amount of money that's spent on um, the in the United States, four point three trillion dollars on healthcare, seventy percent of that is deemed to be covering up symptoms. So I haven't done the math on that. It's over three trillion dollars, so I imagine. So if you yourself want to get healthy, then you yourself are going to have to take care of it because the biggest pandemic in our country by far is a new diagnosis that I think I'm the first one to come up with. And it's a five-letter word said, my insurance won't cover it. So if your insurance won't cover it, it's up to you. Now, most people go, unfortunately, over the 35 years that I've been in practice and the 20,000 people I've seen, you know, the ones that don't elect to get care don't want to they're not going to take full responsibility of their health. They want the insurance companies to and, you know, the medical profession to. The problem is that we've that over the last six, seven, eight decades, since 1910, when uh, Rockefeller took over the whole thing, we've been depending as a group on the Western medicine to take care of us. Well, where, is that, where has that got us? 50th in the world for health and 4.3 trillion in uh, money spent on healthcare. So um, this, you know, I started off the show with a song by the Sons of Champlin, Freedom. And, uh, you know, the, the more we get into this new year, the more I think it's important for those that... Um, can pay attention because there's so, so many of us are so bogged down in life, you know, with families, with work, trying to make ends meet that sometimes it's very difficult to actually look up and take a look around your environment and decide what's going on. And my example I've used before is, you know, a bunch of cattle are being herded down this uh, stock or this uh, closed corral and they're being pushed forward. And at the end of the corral, there's a place for one cow to move through this stock or whatever it's called. And then it's one by one that go down. And at the end, there's a guy standing on a fence post, one foot on one and one on the other. And he's got a uh, sledgehammer in his hand. And when the cow goes through, boom, right on the back of the head. And then the next one comes and the next one comes. So this is life. The vast majority, the lemmings have an, an ability to go down here. But one cow halfway back in the um, crowd looks up, looks around and goes, oh my God, do you see what's happening? Look, stop, listen, stop, go this way, go this way, don't go forward. And the rest of the cows look at him and they go, moo. And they just keep moving on down that stock. And if you look at the healthcare system that we have going here, $4.3 trillion, 50th in the world for health, and the majority of the people are moving down that path, waiting to be hit on the head with a sledgehammer of Western medicine, so be it. And, but if you're one of the ones that looks up and goes, man, this, this doesn't look good. I'm, I'm going to head off this way. It may not be that easy. You might have to push through a lot of resistance to get there, be it health, be it you know, um, freedom, which is what this whole show is about. But when you really look at health, again, you know, the, the biggest pandemic in this country is my insurance won't cover it. But I know that there's a lot of people, in fact, some personal friends that have some stuff going on um, with, all, you know, dementia, I'll call it, uh, health problems. And 
when I present them with their two houses paid for, vacation home, and you know all these very expensive cars, I go, look, your your wife is curious about why you don't listen, and you guys aren't enjoying yourself, but you're retired. I know that we can help you, not me. I'm going to send him to somebody in an, in another state because that's where he's at. And uh, I don't like to treat my patient, my friends, by the way. <laughs> they never listen to me. Um, but, you know, he goes, oh, no, I'm not going to. I told, look, it's going to cost 30 grand. I was just straight with him because I know he wouldn't do it otherwise. He goes, 30 grand? I'm not going to pay 30 grand to get my memory. He didn't say this. To get my memory back so my wife can talk to me and not be upset with me all the time. I'm just going to keep going down this path. And, uh, you know, he's got a very expensive German car parked in his garage that he never drives because he's got three or four other cars, two homes paid for one in Southern California, another up North, but he's not going to spend the money on it. And that is the education we got. How is that freedom? So you work hard and these guys worked hard. They had good jobs. They went to school. They, you know, and then all of a sudden in the last part of our life, supposedly the golden years, again, the average female lives for 27, 22 weeks after they retire. The average man, 27. Now, of course, there's a lot of people that die in their 50s and 60s and some that live at their 90s, but the average is there. So what are we doing this for? Are we working so hard that we can actually just barely survive or get around, can't go to Europe because we can't walk on cobblestone streets because of this weird disease called peripheral neuropathy or because of diabetes, which leads to peripheral neuropathy, by the way. And uh, so this is a call to arms. And, you know, I'm hoping that enough of you who are listening take a stock of your own situation. And if you're healthy, great, you know, so be it. Turn this, this isn't for you. But I know that a lot of people in my age group have been working so hard and they aren't able to look into the research behind how to keep your brain healthy, how to keep your body healthy. And so they don't, and they just kind of trust somebody. And That's great. You want to trust professionals, but you want to look at the track record of that professional and see if when you go through their program, do you want to have what that the people have that got through the program? So, you know, um, I'll give you an example. A patient of mine came in, well, a new patient. I don't know that he's going to accept care in my office or whether, more importantly, whether we can accept them. Because over these years, I've learned that there are people that I can help and there are people that I can't help. And the ones that I can help might have the worst possible diseases in the world, but they have this goal to be well, and they'll do anything it takes to get well. The ones that I can't help, some of them have all the assets in the world, but they might have a reason not to get well or uh, a closed mind on their ability to get well. And unfortunately, there's people that have set themselves up into a situation where they, you know, they're so dependent on the system that they've been involved with that they can't afford the care that they need. Doesn't mean I wouldn't like to give it to them, but I can only help so many people, you know. And uh, I, I let people know right off the bat that, look, you're here. I've been in practice 35 years. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I see as the truth. And whether you want to hear it or not, I'm not going to just give you a few visits or throw some supplements at you and tell you that's going to solve your problem. I had a a guy the other day came in and he was referred in by a staff member, in fact, and he has a local business and he's relatively successful, several children, but he had an accident a number of years ago where he was told he had fractured his back and he's been in chronic pain and he has a physical job. So he came in and I did a consultation evaluation of him. We did one of our stem cell treatments because you can get that for 49 bucks. By the way, you can come into my office, complete consultation with me full, well, an x-ray of the area of complaint and a stem cell treatment, one of our soft wave therapy treatments, just to see if it helps. And you know, no, when I got mine, there were 200 in the United States. Now there's maybe 700. 
So basically nobody knows about it and the people are doing pretty radical therapies for um, their conditions without trying something that's innovative, new, and um, gets amazing results. But that being said, when we went over his x-rays with him because he'd had an injury, sport injury, and they had a spot shot called one x-ray of one part of his body, and they said he'd fractured something. So when he came in, he agreed, we're going to do a full spinal x-ray and take a look. And when I looked, I didn't really see a a debilitating fracture, possibly uh, what's called a compression fracture, but a lot of misalignments and decay in his spine. So, you know, being a, a, a friend or acquaintance of a staff member, I didn't treat him any different than I would anyone else. I, I looked at his x-rays. I asked about what was causing his problem, what his condition, what his concerns were, of course, raising four kids and being married and being relatively young. And um, so I went through his x-rays with him. And I went through what had happened before with him, what his previous treatments were, where, what the results were for that. He'd been a, to a chiropractor once. And we did a stem cell treat him, uh, treatment on him the first day, like you get for the $49 deal, which you should do, just to f- sit down and talk with me and see if we can help you. And uh, when he came back, he goes, well, yeah, I really want to get well. I have to work. I got to perform. I have to be able to make money for my family. So we looked at his full set of x-rays, and I talked to him for a while. I um, consulted with him what he wanted. And then I said, look, it's your condition to keep you functioning as long as we can you're going to be probably six months of what we call corrective care. And I went through the process with him and um, showed him the costs and everything. And he, he, at the end, he said, you know, I, I, that's fine. I, I just can't afford that. And I go, no, I understand. I said, look, he goes, can I just come in every once in a while for an, for an adjustment or a treatment? And I said, well, here's the deal. There are a lot of really good chiropractors out there that can do a lot better job on a one adjustment basis for you. They probably do a lot of muscle work. They'll adjust your spine. They'll do this and that. And in our office, that's not exactly what we do. We're shooting to get you from point A to point B, high as healthy as we can. So for you to fit into that system where we don't really do the pain relief method, which would be as simple as taking medications to get out of pain, drinking a bottle of whiskey to get out of pain, or taking an aspirin, and then thinking that you're better, but let the condition decay underneath. And he was in construction. I said, look, here's the bottom line. And if you guys are listening, listen to this. I said, if I hired you to fix my something in my house, because the sheetrock was peeling and starting to fall off the wall or not hold paint. And you came in and you took the sheetrock off and you saw a lot of dry rot under that wall and termites. And you said, well, I can either just put new sheetrock up there, um, mud it and tape it and paint it, and you'll be good. Or we can go in and get all the dry rot out of there and you know make sure that there's no mold then rebuild that area, put the sheetrock on it, mud it, texture it, and paint it. Which would you want? So that's what I provide. I don't provide the sheetrock with the termites underneath. I don't do that. I wouldn't want it done to me. And I'm not the best at you know, getting somebody you know, an adjustment to get them well. And several reasons I don't do it, just so you know. One is, I know it's not going to be lasting. I know they're going to say I went to a chiropractic once and it didn't work because it won't work. You know, one adjustment may get you out of pain. You might as well take aspirin. So, you know, we shook hands. He goes, I said, this is the truth. He goes, you know, I really appreciate you being honest with me. In other words, I could have had him pay for an adjustment, adjusted him and put that in the coffer. But to me, it's not worth it. And my staff asked me, well, what's going on? I said, you know, he only wants to come in once every once in a while. He, there's better m- money, better spent going to a doctor that will spend more time to do relief treatment with him. Honestly, I'm not the best at it. I can, you know, your body is the best at it, though. By the way, your body's got this amazing be- ability to heal itself. It's called innate intelligence. In fact, the best physician who ever lived lived inside of you. That's called your innate intelligence. So 
At any rate, we shook hands. He was very happy. He left. One of my staff came up to me and goes, well, that's a friend. Why didn't you just go ahead and adjust them? And I heard that after I'd gone home via text. And then I went, I was a little bit um, bothered by it because I went, well, wait a minute. Why would I want to do something like that when I'm not helping the guy really? And we'd already done a stem cell treatment on him and that gave him marginal results. It, you know, it always works, by the way. The stem cell machine always pushes out inflammation, always brings in your stem cells and always starts the regeneration of new blood vessels in your body. It just may take a while to get the results, but it always works. And in his case, it didn't create a relief of symptoms, which it usually does 80% of the time as well. But the real purpose of the stem cell machine or the TRT machine is to actually help regenerate healthy tissue in the area. But Regardless, you know, I got this text, why didn't we help so-and-so? Right after that, I got a text from so-and-so that said, hey, listen, I looked at what you were talking to about, and I really appreciate what you'd said. I really want you to help me, and can we work out something? So what was interesting to me is I told him the truth. At first, he felt like the truth didn't fit with what his needs and wants were, but when he went home, he went, no, that's what I want. He wants the job done correctly. So when freedom, when we're talking about freedom, and we started with the Sons of Champlin, you know, freedom is freedom from what? What is it you want freedom from? Freedom from debility at old age, freedom from, you know, the toxins in the environment, freedom from the burdens of the world we live in. Well, the ones I can really help you with are the toxins and the limitations based to, you know, a body that's been run down a, a rough road. And uh, the cool thing about the body is it has the ability to heal itself. And as long as we do enough of the right things, we'll get the body to heal itself. So I guess my message today is where do you want to be in the next, at the end of this year? Quite honestly, we've got a heck of a year ahead of us. You know, we've got um, who knows what kind of viruses coming down the pike, what kind of um, quote solutions unquote for those viruses coming down the pike. Seventy-five percent of the U.S. at least used one of those quote solutions unquote solution for the last COVID thing. In other words, seventy-five percent of the population had at least one. Um, pretty crazy one way or another. That means that 25% did, didn't, did not. But, you know, what? where do you want to be at the end of this year? We have an election coming in. No matter what side of the gate you're on, it's going to be messy, okay? And there's going to be a lot of stress one way or the other. Just like what happened with the COVID pandemic, and I know I can say COVID now and they won't take you down for saying COVID because they love the fact that we mention it because that means it was there, which it, you know, whatever you think about that. But it divided us so terribly that family members, people you loved, you were whatever side of the aisle you were on, you were um, severed from. And it was... It was pretty incredible what happened. And uh, there's still ramifications of that. But at the end of the day, here we are, and those of us listening to this station right now, this show, are some of you who survived. And how can you survive this year? You can survive this year by, I'm going to talk about a couple more things today. Number one is, how do you get your body as healthy as you can? Okay, so that's the nervous system controls every cell, organ, and tissue in your body. There's 31 spinal nerves times two, one on each side, 62 divided into 75 trillion cells. My computer won't even do it. But one nerve in your back goes to trillions of cells, at least 2 trillion or 20 trillion. I don't know, a lot. So if you have a pain in your neck, you've definitely got function, stuff going to your thyroid, your heart, your lungs, down to your extremities, not working well. It's just because that same nerve goes there. 
okay? If you've got pain in your upper neck, right up the base of your brain, you've probably got headaches. You've probably got hormone disruptions because the hormones are in your brain, right? And anything that the, the nervous system brings in through all the sensory in your body, whether it's sight, smell, taste, touch, um, hearing, then that gets translated in your brain and sent to an organ to adapt to that stimuli of inflow. And that organ is the hypothalamus, which is the master gland that sends a chemical or a nerve conduction message to the pituitary in your brain. And that pituitary sends hormones to every, every cell in your body, basically. Thyroid hormone, you know, um, your metabolism, work faster, work slower. That's your thyroid. And that goes to every cell in your body except for the red blood cells. You know, then you have cells going to your adrenal glands, which cause cortisol or stress hormones or, you know, the adrenaline so you can fight or flight, or it goes to your uh, reproductive organs, your estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHA, DHEA, all those come out of your adrenal glands based on the message from your pituitary gland, which is a P-shaped gland in the center of your head, all the way down to that gland based on its information it gets from reading your environment. So, you know, this is why it's important to be sure that you are in the right environment, you know? And, you know, I can tell you that, um, you know, I am stupidly um, one of the people that occasionally, too often, will be looking through Facebook and getting ideas about what's going on there. And, uh, you know, it causes stress in my life. But at the same time, I'm glad that I'm aware of it because I think that it's important to at least have some pulse on what's going on in this really wild world. You know, I used to think about this. You know, the Roman Empire lasted for like 300 years or something like that. And don't quote me for being right or wrong. But all of those ages, you know, the Bronze Age and, you know, the I don't even know them all. But, you know, they usually last for two to three, four hundred years. And I used to think, wow, the United States, we're, we're at almost 250 years, right? How long is it going to last? Well, it's on the verge of the principles of it blowing up and imploding. And, uh, you know, right or wrong or indifferent, it is not the way it was five years ago. It's not the way it was in the 60s when I grew up in this beautiful neighborhood with, you know, everything at my fingertips. Of course, I was dyslexic and couldn't read and I had my own trouble. So the point is, it doesn't matter who you are or where you are in life, opportunity is there for you if you can get out of the way of the obstacles and make a decision. So... You know, there's a um, the one definition of happiness is, you know, uh, uh, overcoming not unknowable obstacles towards a known goal. So happiness, overcoming not unknowable, that means you know your obstacles towards a goal. So, you know, if you have a goal, and a lot of people don't set goals, most of us, I think, do, but if you aren't willing to be responsible at looking, and I'm going to go into that word in a minute, but if you don't look at what are the obstacles of me getting there, you know, what are, here's where I am, there's where I want to go, what obstacles do I want? Now, I've never run a marathon, you know, be it for whatever reason, I'll, I'll be a wimp and say it's because I broke my back when I was 12, but You've got to run a certain amount of miles, you've got to swim a certain amount of miles, and you've got to bike a certain amount of miles. And there's hills and up and down. There's cold in the water. There's, you know, all these issues that you've got to be aware of. And if you don't know those obstacles, good luck making it to the end of the marathon. And that's 26 miles or something, right? So life is a marathon, and you have to be able to look at the obstacles. One of the biggest obstacles that is not knowable Remember, happiness is the overcoming of not unknowable obstacles towards an own goal. So if you're looking at an unknow, if you're not looking at a not knowable obstacle towards your goal, it's going to eat you alive. It's going to potentially stop you from getting there and it's going to own you. 
So what are the not unknowable or what are the unknowable obstacles for health? Head and infections, molds and, and um, heavy metals are the biggest ones. And I've talked about that a lot. We will be doing a, a, a program with Dr. Dan Pompa leading it in our office in probably the first part of April, end of March. You should definitely be part of this. Dr. Dan Pompa will be leading it, which is one of two offices of the Platinums will be rolling this out. I happen to be one of them. And uh, so if you're interested, it's worth your time effort and finances to do this because we're going to help you clean out the downstream pathways in your organs, your liver, your kidney, your lymphatic, so that as we're help trying to pull the heavy metals, molds, and hidden infections out of your body, and more specifically out of your brain, your body can eliminate them rather than stirring up a pot of mud and letting it settle where you don't want it to. So at any rate, one of the you know un, not unknowable obstacles, if you want to work hard you know, you, you uh, go to school, sit down, shut up, work hard, get an education, put money away for a legacy or not. And then you get to a point where your health is messed up. Your finances have been um, <laughs> taken somehow or other. And now you're looking at life going, well, how do I how do I move forward? You know, I thought that I was in a great place. Start by getting your body healthy. Okay, start by de um, cleaning up the downstream pathways in your body, which are the liver, kidney, and uh, lymphatic, large intestine, um, so that we can actually start to detoxify your the pull the heavy the toxins out of your body. Now, toxins glyphosate is terrible. It crosses the blood-brain barrier, this is Roundup, goes into the brain, opens it up so you get more toxins in the brain to lay down and cause Alzheimer's and dementia of different sources, as well as you know other conditions get turned on in the brain, like Parkinson's disease, um, Huntington's chorea, all these things, right? These are turned on environmentally. And you know, they are the you have we have all the genes in our DNA, one cell when we're created, the egg and a sperm come together, one cell, all the genes are there. It divides, you know, by eight days, it's divided eight times. You have eight cells that are exactly the same, but all of them have that DNA. By the time you're born, those that one cell is divided into 200 different types of cells in your body, making up every organ, tissue, cell in your body. And then we develop and develop and develop. Those cells continue to divide based on the DNA in your body. So when that DNA gets disrupted, what the good DNA gets turned on, your DNA is like a library. It's a library right down the street. And there's a lot of books on the shelf. If that book never gets pulled off the shelf and never get read, that message will never be sent. So the DNA in our body, there's Alzheimer's DNA, there's Parkinson's, there's... Uh, muscular dystrophy, there's multiple sclerosis, there's so many different type of DNAs, uh, our messages, books on the shelf of our DNA. Why don't we all have all of them? Why aren't we just like melting on the ground, dying of everything? Because that particular book has not been pulled off the shelf yet and read with the Parkinson's disease or the multiple sclerosis. So why? Because it hasn't, there hasn't been something, a, a librarian pulling that shelf off, that book off the shelf. So the librarian is toxicity. So as long as you have healthy cells and you can listen to Dr. Bruce Lipton's uh, um, information, biology of belief on the cell wall being the most intelligent part of our um, body. But, you know, when you put cells in a healthy environment, those bad books don't get read. You know, when you put your body in a very toxic environment, those bad books get read and you start to get disease. I guess you can relate that to our country today. You put out a bunch of bad apples and a lot of bad stuff on the internet, and you put out a lot of very 
evil and vulgar stuff. And those books get read by the populace or the cells in your body, 75 trillion cells. We've only got like 400 million in this country. But those 700 trillion cells start to read this very unfriendly, evil data. They get sick. And then they start doing sick things. They start to die or multiply in ways we don't want them to multiply. So when our communication system in our body through the 31 spinal nerves based on the stimulate that we get through our five senses and gets translated from nervous control to the hypothalamus to nerves and chemicals to the pituitary to hormones down the body, let alone what we're consuming and all the junk that we're consuming that sends signals to our body, then we start to get sick, right? So the idea to being healthy as a country is who's putting out all this evil stuff. Now we've got to a point where, um, you know, I said the country has been around for 250 years, many civilizations. When I studied it back in the day, last 300 years, you know, the Roman empire, this, and I think the Chinese culture dynasties went 300 years, maybe and there. I did a book called, um, Journeys In, and I, I studied, that's a fictional book of mine, historically fiction, and I studied for 10,000 years the Chinese dynasties as they came and went, they waxed and waned over the day, and then finally the last one, the Ming, the uh, Qing dynasty was the last one that died. And, uh, you know, I always thought, well, how long is the United States going to live? Okay, well, we've got this great constitution, you know, we're ethical people, you know, everybody's on the up and up. We should last forever. Well, it's being, we right now are being challenged in so many different ways. Your body is a mere image of what's going on in your environment. We have uh, three out of three, one out of every three women will get breast cancer. One out of every three. Uh, 10 years ago, it was one out of every seven. Um, what's going on? We've got toxins in, in the environment and not only chemical toxins, but mental toxins. And we've got an industry that doesn't pay any attention to prevention, but 100% to addressing the causes of it. And, uh, or excuse me, the symptoms caused by the, the problems thereof. So, you know, I, I've got a few minutes left, I, and I'm just going to address peripheral neuropathy for a few minutes. I can do so much in my office to help people, but when I when I stumble across something that will make a huge difference in people's lives routinely and pretty much across the board, I really want to express that. Now, almost all disease, almost all chronic disease, I can't think of any that don't, if it doesn't kill you first, it it leads down the road to something called peripheral neuropathy. Now, neuropathy means a problem with the nerves, a pathology of the nerves. Periphery means anything outside of the central nervous system. So, you know, you're, if you're inside your house, is the central of your house, center, central nervous system, let's call it. As soon as it leaves the spine or as soon as you walk out your front door, you're in the periphery of your house. That's called the peripheral neuropathy. You have 31 spinal nerves that come out of there, let alone 12 cranial nerves that function there, especially the vagus nerve that comes out of your skull right at the top, the base of the skull, comes out and goes to every cell, every hormone in system in your body. It controls the parasympathetic nervous system, the autonomic, excuse me, nervous system. So that's all the periphery. Why are we sick? The peripheral nervous system is damaged. What's damaged it? Toxins, whether it's mental toxins, physical or chemical. Physical is pretty easy to find. That's what chiropractors specialize in, just tried and true chiropractic. You know, but if you're looking for symptom relief versus and correcting the other underlying cause so that you can not let things decay and deteriorate, that's what I recommend you do is the latter. But the chemical components of what's going on, the toxins in our environment are killing us. And, you know, the glyphosate is rampant. Now, here's kudos to Europe. There was, and I don't know, there's, none of this is in the news, but if you can get on there and find out 
what the protesters, what the farmers protested in France, Belgium, Spain, Germany, they and more countries there, they boycotted the government and they went and they drove hundreds and hundreds and thousands of tractors and they blockaded the government. And they said, we want to be able to grow the crops we want to grow. We don't want pesticides in our food. We are going to overcome your tyranny on the people. And this went on for quite a while. And if you watch it, the EU gave in. And now, because of that, um, these European countries are able, the farmers are able to grow crops on their land, not a portion of their land. Ireland doesn't have to import potatoes because they can't grow them. I mean, Ireland's the king of potatoes, right? So what's happening worldwide is people are starting to look at their freedoms. And I started with the song Freedom by um, Bill Champlin and the in the Sons of Champlin. But you know what? It's not the same as it was five years ago. Please, please, please take a look for yourself. You know, if you want to get healthy, we're there for you. You can come in and peripheral neuropathy, it's damaging the nerves and the toes and the fingers. It's cutting off the blood supply and oxygen supply, which causes the nerves to die. When the nerves die, and you know, almost all major diseases lead to peripheral neuropathy. So those of you my age, I'm 68, older or younger, the youngest person is in her 20s that we're treating for peripheral neuropathy, but we are getting remarkable results, far beyond my expectations. Five months ago when I started talking about helping people drive their cars with the marshmallows on their toes, not being able to balance, all these things, we were doing our best prior to that, but now we have a system that can change your life, and we're doing it routinely, much faster than we thought. So if you are all interested, just call my office, McCollum Chiropractic, Capitola, I've been told to say, get a pencil, and I'll give the number in a minute, but it's 831-459-9990, and I'll repeat that. Go get a pencil, because we'll do a preliminary consultation. We'll take thermographic pictures of your hands and feet to see what the oxygen uh, carrying capacity is to those, and oftentimes we see blue toes, and you may or may not have all the symptoms yet, but we know oxygen is deprived is being deprived from those tissues at the toe, the tips of your toes, or the tips of your fingers, or your organs, and then what happens is they start to die. Nothing can live without oxygen, so you know it might start with a little bit of a lack of lack of feeling, coordination, burning, tingling. You can't put a blanket on your feet at night. Uh, you're afraid to walk in uneven surfaces. Uh, there's so many different things. Don't want to drive a car because you're afraid of the gas pedal. This progresses and then it escalates exponentially if you don't catch it in time. So catch it early because your life depends on your freedom. And you work too hard for too long to not be able to be a prisoner of your own house because your body's failing you. So I'm I'm a senior. I'm a senior guy, man. I'm turning 68 on Monday. So as a fellow senior citizen, I'm telling you, come out, get your body healthy. It's not inevitable that you're housebound. Things can be done about it. You can reverse the trend. All you need to do is want to do it enough that you're willing to do what it takes. And uh, I'd be more than happy to help you. We're going out with the Sons of Champlin. Thank you all. We'll see you next week. enjoyed this episode of McCollum Wellness Radio, please share it with a friend and tell them one helpful fact that you learned today. Remember, the best way to learn is to teach.